Hello there, bold, brave, beautiful warriors. We are going to do a synopsis here of the book of Daniel for chapters 7 through 12. And the reason why I'm putting these on here is because you can gain great encouragement and insight from the book of Daniel. It is one of the most prophetic books of the Bible, that in the book of Revelation. And so with my tribes, and tribes are essentially um, a gathering of women warriors who began as strangers, evolve into a sisterhood, and support each other through life's daily battles. And we meet with these women. I meet with these women every other week, as well as throughout the, the week as well. Um, but in that, we have a purposeful studies that we do, uh, Bible studies or book studies. And January of every year of January, we do a Daniel study but from the book of Daniel. We call it the Dan Warrior Fest. And so in that, we also study the book of Daniel and we get deeper and deeper each year. And this year, we took a great depth to it. So in that, there are some podcasts that really give you a couple of in-depth chapters. We did 11 and 12. I didn't do all of them. But now I'm giving you a kind of a synopsis of 7 through 12, because this is just some really good insight that I I've learned that helped me learn more about him. And the more you invest in these characters, the Bible and the real people, they just, it's history, right? The more you invest and God shows you, he's going to show you what things you can learn from these people. He didn't write all these th things in vain or, or write the words through people, um, through prophecy for in vain. God has reason for us to have this blueprint in life, this love letter, book of love letter in life, 66 books of the Bible. And that is only derived down from what was many writings of the Bible. There's like lots out there, but they derived it down and brought it down. The church of Roman church and others, uh, historians brought it down. So we have 66 books of the Bible, super prophetic. So in that, we're going to chat today about chapter seven through 12. So thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We are all about encouraging women as warriors in life. We are here to energize, encourage, equip, empower you woman warrior for your eternal purpose. So what have we been learning about Daniel? Well, he was a prayer warrior. We know that. He was determined not to let his circumstances distract, deter, or discourage him from the most important thing, and that was his time with God. He was so committed to this priority that he built a schedule each and every day around his prayer times, and Daniel's life showed great fruit and blessing as the result of that. There's a verse in the first chapter of Daniel that tells us a lot about Daniel. It's verse nine, it says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. And other versions say Daniel resolved or he was determined, which means the very start that Daniel's ministry, he made a decision to honor God and obey his commands. Powerful warriors. He also made a decision about his prayer life. So remember, praying on a schedule wasn't part of the Jewish law. And that Daniel had learned as a young, he learned this as a young child. So it certainly was not what was molded in him in Babylon. He made his own determination about taking his own heart and purposing it to follow through with it, to follow through what was right necessary for him in his relationship with God. Because he was taken in captivity around the age of 13 or 14. So in that, the rest of his life, he lived in captivity. And so not that he didn't live a good life because believe me, he moved up in the ranks and you'll learn that as you read the book of Daniel, but he purposed his heart. How powerful is that? Are you ready like Daniel to purpose your heart to make prayer a priority? Are you ready to make such a commitment that you schedule your day and time around God? Warriors, this is so, so important to do this. Three and a half years ago, I had a really big wake up call. I had a fork in the road and you can find this through other podcasts and other means, but it's not a story for today, but I had a fork in the road. I had to make a big decision to go this way 
or this way. So I decided to, um, with God, we had a much prayer through much prayer to choose the path that, that I'm on now. And wow, has God ever blessed me for it. But I had to be purposeful. I had to purpose my heart for God. So me and God had this great time together. And we were like, I was like, God, what can I do? How can I change my life? What things do I need to do? And literally, I it's like he poured it all into me. One of those things was to wake up early in the morning to purpose my heart to God and spend time with him on a regular basis. So 4 a.m. became my wake-up call. And every 4 a.m., I do this. It's been three and a half years now. Have I been perfect at it? No. But I've been, probably I want to give, I pray that God doesn't like unpat me from the back to this, but uh, about 90%, I've been really good about it. I'll give myself a little grace on that. I was going to say 95, but we'll go with 90 because I do travel and we do other things, but literally it has been my focus, focus, focus before I do anything and everything is to spend that time with God in worship, reading his word, praying for my husband, praying for my family. I journal at that point of where I do gratitude and regular journaling. So it's about a couple hours worth that I dedicate. And then I do this first thing. This is the first thing I do. And then, um, um, and then, you know, going to the gym and all those things. After that, you set up, set up yourself for your day, of course, after that. Is it a discipline? Oh, it was the biggest discipline I ever had to make because four o'clock, I used to wake up at eight or eight thirty. Okay. Four o'clock. That is a big commitment, right? AM, like it's dark outside, but I love that time. It's quiet. It's peaceful. The house is completely quiet. No movement at all. So, um, I'm also, um, wanting to share with you that in chapter 10 and through the end of the book, we read a lot about prophetic dreams and these interpretations Daniel was given by God. And the first six chapters, Daniel interprets the king's dreams. And now this next chapter of his life, he's having the dreams through chapter seven through 12. He's getting the dreams and he needs interpretations for them. Talk about favor and position because his dreams were mostly about wickedness that were taking place during his lifetime and even future events that were still to come in his day. And it would also occur in the last days to come for even us or the end of the times before we, um, you know, after we, we move on or die. That's powerful. So he basically was interpreting these dreams and this man became from a, a 13 to 14 year old kid that was taken from his, you know, to be raised into the, as an, into the army of, the, of King Nebuchadnezzar and completely by the end is then reigning and over in charge of all of these kingdoms. He's not the king, but he's in charge. He's put in place of all of these things. It's powerful what God can do to move you through. Daniel's experience from needing to hear what the dreams and visions meant that he had to call and he had to call for a fast and prayer. So this is huge for women awareness. We're all about fasting and praying um, throughout the year to really just it's it's our it's our sacrifice for God. God doesn't need it, but it's it's really for us, right? And so in that, it's our way to change our spirit, heart, mind, and body. So this year we did a 10-day fast, last year we did a 21-day fast. Dan did both. Our buddy Dan, he did a 10 and a 21 day. So that's why I like using both of them. And guess what? In his 21 day fast, he got lots of answers. At the end of the 21 days, or maybe felt like the beginning, but sometimes God is, um, I felt like very, sometimes can be last minute, but the very end of his 21 days, the angel came to him and it, and, and, and answered the prayers and the things that he needed to answer. But it was the very last moment of the day. And sometimes, like I was saying, I feel like God, like answers me last minute, but really it's on God's timing. Um, God could very much well be holding a stopwatch and he stops and starts time when he wants. His timing isn't our timing because our timing is human timing, right? God is way bigger than that human timing. So Daniel is a prime example of how God does hear our prayers. 
but in his timing, of course, God sees us when we're in sorrow and he acts on our behalf, even when it may seem like he's silent, that there are angels working behind the scenes, y'all. There's also evil working behind the scenes. So if you read in this story, that's what happened is this angel Gabriel had been delayed 21 days worth. Powers were holding him back that he couldn't reach Daniel until that very last day. He slayed it through and got there the very last day to help Daniel in this. So wow, is that ever powerful how God moves and can move through us. We just have to be patient in the persistence of our hearts that are being positioned for what God has for us. So have you ever felt that silence? It really stinks, doesn't it? It's not God, but we have to remind ourselves that we've got to do a heart check. God doesn't leave us warriors. We leave him. So keep evaluating the truthful warrior women that you are. Keep giving yourself those heart checks, those mind checks, those body checks, those spirit checks, because we are equipping ourselves every day to be better warrior women so that we can have this outpour and outflow of being a warrior for others that so need us in the kingdom right now so need us. Daniel was in such misery when he was praying that he was praying face down. He was in a deep sleep. If we read this on verse 11, and then um, in that, the angel had asked him to stand up so he could see himself um, and how God has see, is seeing him. And so we've all experienced hurt in our lives. We are not women that cannot be without hurt. Some of them have been, uh, some of you have been enduring now and in the past have endured enormous pain and you might be suffering at this very moment. But during these cries, it's so easy to feel like God doesn't hear us and he doesn't hear our prayers. I mean, I am known to be cried out and crying out to God. I mean, getting on my knees, like I told you, the fork in the road three and a half years ago, I was on my face and knees with God, crying the most ugliest tears ever. And God captures our tears in a Bible, in a bottle, in the Bible, in a bottle. So he doesn't think they're ugly, but you know what we're saying about ugly tears. I had to give my whole spirit, heart, mind, and body to what God needed for me. And my response was on my face with God, crying out those very tears that you have cried as well, sister warrior. I've I'm been there and I'm there with you holding your hand through this. God's walking you through this as well. Because when you're in your darkest times and you feel alone, you need to remind yourself to stand up, stand Fierce, knowing that God is indeed taking care of you. He's hearing your prayers. Even if you think he's not, he is. But we have to humble ourselves. We have to humble ourselves, warriors, before God, surrendering everything to him. Just like Daniel purposed his heart for God, we have to do the same, warriors. God sees you just like he saw Daniel. He sees you highly esteemed. So if you're locked in a battle with Satan, which is our spiritual enemy, it's not going to get you anywhere but pain and sorrow. So stand up, where Stand firm and fierce because God is on your side. He will never let you go. He has so much love for you more than any human could ever have. We aren't capable to love like God loves. I spoke on love and different types of love and through some of our podcasts and just finding that agape love and, and trying to learn to bestow that on other people. It is the hardest thing ever. God has that agape love for us. But we are to aim and stay faithful and keep on persevering like our Daniel warrior brother did and remind ourselves that the Lord is walking beside you, sister warrior, like the mighty warrior you are. And he's also a mighty warrior. And it says this in um, Jeremiah 20, 11. 
So standing up, standing up, maybe it's a situation for what's going around you right now. Maybe there's things that are going around and you have to stand up for at your job. You have to stand up for in your family. We are taught in our life to have routines and to stay busy. But guess what? Those are blinders. Those are so lies and truths. And guess what it's doing? When we're easily, when we're being easily distracted by taking our kids to hundreds of different sports, I know that because when I got, I'm in the blended marriage. And when I first got in this marriage, my husband was so blinded by taking his children to every sport imaginable because it was conditioned in him and his previous wife. And that isn't the right thing. Um, for other examples, like being so busy that you don't have time for people and other things, No, we need to be not caught up in our routines, that we don't spend time with our children. Don't worry about that messy house, girlfriend. Get a team to help you clean it with your children and sing Whistle While We Work Along the Way. Play music. I'll never forget my mama on Saturdays. We would dance to music and help her clean our houses. And even if we never did it perfectly right, because I'm sure she went through and back and dust behind us, this is your moment in life, warriors. You get one opportunity to live this life. Stand up and live it like the the place that you're in right now and embrace where you're in right now because you're not going to be here again. Um, You're going to be learning and growing from this. And if you don't grow through what you're going through, you're going to be stagnant and dead. So we've got to stand up and stand fierce and strong and remind ourselves there's so many distractions out there, but we need to unblind ourselves of our spirits, hearts, minds, and bodies, warriors. Our hearts should break for what breaks the very heart of God. We should mourn for the lost, the broken, the hurting, our nations, our own nation of the United States right now, and always, and our world. It's so easy to get sucked into the life and into the trinity of me, myself, and I, and having these Eeyore moments with ourselves. Woe is me. And believe me, it's okay. I'm not beating you down, sister. Because if you even read the book of Psalms where David writes, he has lots of woe is me moments. But then he also, in the next breath, picks himself back up. So that's the encouragement for you, sister. So in Daniel, he saw things differently from what others saw around him. His heart broke for the evil that was around him and the devastation that was to come. So if our hearts were more like Daniel's, then we would be better, so much better positioned to stand in life and to make a difference in the world of Christ. So our brother Daniel is our encouragement today. What things are keeping you distracted, Sister Warrior, from the brokenness around you? What will you do to remove these distractions? I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. So guess what? When you know better, you do better. So you're being called out right now. And this is also speaking to my own heart. Don't think it's not. Remind yourself, Sister Warrior, that you are treasured. You have a purpose. Daniel 2 is told specifically by God. We saw in that three separate times that the angel said, you are treasured by God treasured by God. I love the scripture, Zephaniah 3. It says, the Lord your God is among you, a warrior who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will be quiet in his love. He will delight over you with singing. He is singing over us, warriors. How powerful is that? I used to be a worship leader and singer. I did this for probably 15, 20 years. I don't know how long. And now I don't sing. I sing in church, obviously, but I don't sing anymore on stage. But in that I just recently retired. This was last year. It was my last year. But in that, thinking of how, like, God singing over me, little old me, wow, I just was privileged enough to sing with you all as a worship leader, like, and sing with God's amazing and glorious people. But to think that God's singing over me, singing over you, 
Whew, that brings tears to my eyes. Mm, that's powerful. So after these 21 days, Daniel was visited by an angel who assured him that he had come because of Daniel's prayers. The angel reassured him, reassured him, just as God reassures his warriors, that he was strengthened and he gave him these wonderful words. You are treasured by God. And all the ways that Daniel was identified, he was an Israelite, he was a captive, he got to be a ruler, he was an advisor, he was a dream interpreter. What do you think mattered to him the most? that he was treasured by God. And that is you, Sister Warrior. You are a daughter. You are a mom. You are, you are a woman. You are a co-worker. You're an aunt or, an, or a grandma even. But guess what matters to God and you should matter to you the most, that you are treasured by him. So where do you get your identity? You probably have all those numerous titles, but God's given you your own special identity, uniquely you. There's no one else out there like you. Thank God for that. I thank God for that. I always think, oh, it would be like to have a couple of me around. We'd get a lot of things done, you know what I'm saying? But no, I could not handle more than one of me. And so I'm grateful for that because I was made purposefully and uniquely to make a difference in this kingdom. There's no one else like me. And I compare that a lot with snowflakes. There's no two snowflakes alike. And that's how we are warriors. Celebrate. There's no one else that has your exact DNA, your exact, exact identity. Now, there are people out there trying to clone us and do those crazy things. So yes, but you are incredibly made with God and for God and from God. So how Celebrate that, warriors. Well, Dan had also risen in prominence as, um, and also um, in this administration of these kingdoms. He's a prime example of how integrity often leads to promotion in life. So that is speaking to us two warriors. Daniel endured what so many people of integrity face that you too will face, which is consistent every day, repeatedly. Uh, coming in our lives, temptations to compromise our stance with God. But Daniel, he resisted and he never, ever compromised his integrity. And so he faced many situations that many of us face as well, um, that we experience on a regular basis. And this is our question. Will you obey God or will you obey man? Even if your obedience to God costs you. And this book of Daniel cost Daniel a lot. It really did. But the more he served, the more he stood up for who he believed he was called to be, the more he stood up, and that's my big word for the day here, standing tall, standing, and being fierce, God honored him in that, and he will honor you too, warriors. I'm a perfect example of that as well. I have, There's so many things and walks in my life that I had to stand up for God for, and God honored me in that. I wouldn't be still standing today. One of them was my greatest, I would call one of my greatest moments in life. I was raped at the, um, the age of, I want to say 22, um, and I had a baby by 23. I decided to keep my baby. I didn't have an abortion. And, um, and that was um, a choice that I made, right? So in that, we women have those choices in life. And this is when I don't believe in killing babies. Uh, there's over 65 million abortions that happen um, and have happened. And um, our, 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 our land is crying out for the blood of those babies. And so in that, um, if you've had one, um, this is here nor there for you. I'm not judging you. This is my story and what I went through. But in that, I stood up for what God called me to do to raise this child who is now um, uh, an older man. He's a 27-year-old man, strapping young man who looks like Hercules. It's amazing. Um, and in that, I didn't want to be challenged. And I, my obedience, what God said was, you need to raise this young man. He's got a voice and a life, and he's going to have a story from this. And it's also my warrior story, too, to share. Powerful how God uses us, warriors.
So when is the last time your obedience costed you? Maybe you've lost a job or a promotion or even a friendship. You might have been ridiculed for your obedience for God. Well, Daniel stood and what when he was standing, it could have cost him his life. I mean, many a times it could have costed him, especially when his free three friends stood for God and said, we aren't going to bow down to that gold statue of yours, Nebuchadnezzar. And they didn't. And they won in the end. You can read so much of this in the book of Daniel, empowering book. Well, Daniel faced impossible odds for standing firm in his beliefs. That's not to say we're not going to get ridiculed and we're not going to, these things aren't going to happen just because we're standing for our beliefs. Absolutely. That just makes me stand firmer and fiercer as aware. And I'm encouraging you to do the same. The verses tell us that the laws of the land were against Daniel. The laws of nature were against Daniel. So this means that the stone that covered that lion's dead would have made would have been almost impossible to move. And that those hungry lions, they always eat their victims. You know that. If there's going to be a lion and you're a piece of meat for them, I mean, you're a big piece of meat for them. Those lions are going to eat you right up. How in the world was this impossible situation for Daniel to happen that he never got even one scratch on him? Because God specializes in possible situations. Hello. He is the God of the impossible. He is the God of possible. He can take anything and make it possible. So in the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel, which is known as Belteshazzar, he had another vision. And he understood that this vision concerned events certainly to happen in the future. There were times of war and great hardships. So um, he was, as he said, he was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River. I looked up, this is him speaking, and he saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and they ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to this amazing vision. My strength left me. My face grew deathly pale and I felt very weak. And then I heard the man speak. And when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and I lay there, my face to the ground. And the man said to me, Daniel, you're very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up still trembling. So we can still tremble warriors when we're standing up. I get that. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you begin to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come to answer you in your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. So this is Satan and, the, and his mighty army. For 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels came to help me. And I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future, for this vision concerns a time yet to come. So while he was speaking to me, I looked down at the ground. This is Daniel. And he says, I was unable to say a word. Then the one who looked like a man touched my lips and I opened my mouth and began to speak. And I said to the one standing in front of me, which were presuming accurately that Jesus. I am filled with anguish because of the vision I've seen, my Lord, and I'm very weak. How can someone like me and your servant talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Then the one who looked like a man touched me again and I felt my strength return. Don't be afraid, he said, for you are very precious to God. Peace, be encouraged, be strong. Who, as he spoke those words to me, I suddenly felt stronger and said to him, please speak to me, my Lord, for, for you have strengthened me. 
And he replied, do you know why I have come? Since I must return to fight against the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. And after that, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Greece will come. Meanwhile, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one helps me against these spirits except Michael, your spirit prince. I've been standing beside Michael to support and strengthen him since the very first year of the reign of Darius the Mede. This is all speaking this from Daniel 10, 1. 4 through 9, 11 through 12 from the NLT. So in this, this angel, it looks, appears like there's a vision of Jesus. Okay. So it's very, a lot of answers and mysteries of the Bible we're not going to have quite clear. So in this, these are a lot of um, things that through the studies, through theologians and historians that we're studying, that this is what we're presumably saying with an angel. And there's um, the representation of Jesus there as well. Just because at the end in Revelation, when we study that, the repeat of what this character I described of it has the gold sash around him and all of that. This and in white linens, this represents um, Jesus. So that's a um, for an, an, um, another day when we go to the book of Revelations. So in that, um, the, I'm going to finish off with chapters 10 through 12 in Daniel. They're all one vision. The vision of the anointed one. It's the last and longest of his visions. Chapter 10, which I read to you um, a little bit, um, is considered the introduction to the vision. And through chapter 11 is the vision itself. And then chapter 12 is the epilogue of the vision. The vision of the man in the white robe and gold belt. We are also prophetically um, it's also prophetically speaking of Jesus's coming and many of the chapters speak of the unseen spirit world the bible teaches that fallen angels and demonic spirits are real and must be faced so warriors you're fighting the both battles on both sides now god's fighting for you of course we know that but you're fighting these battles of darkness and light every day and that's in through our mind that's the darkness of the world and so you have to be that light of the world for yourself and for others so what impossible situations are you facing your impossible situations may be the result of you taking a stand for Christ, or maybe it's the result of something else, but do not be anxious because God calls us to not be anxious in everything in, or anything. If God could deliver Daniel from the most dangerous situations, why can't he deliver you as well? So ask yourself. How have I seen God bring me through these impossible situations in my life? I can totally reflect on my warrior life and see so many ways God provided miracles, paths, and impossible situations for me. I mean, I raised a babe on my own after being raped and had to hide that story for 25 plus years. Reasons for another way day to tell you about that. But in that, God gave me that strength and courage, and it only came from him. It didn't come from me. And so that was what helped me endure all my impossible situations because he conquered them with me. He walked beside me like the mighty warrior he says he is in Jeremiah 20, 11. So with God, all things are possible. And just like Daniel had his own struggles, what looked like impossible, God turned around and overcame all of them over and over and over and over again. And he will do this for you as well, warriors. Well, I really appreciate you listening to our podcast today and really learning more about Daniel. The more you saturate saturate yourself with God and his word and what he has for you, the more equipped you're going to be. So I leave you with two verses, Daniel 12, 3, or yes, 12, 3. Oh, oh yes, 12, 3 and 12, 13, two different ones. Super. Daniel 12, 3 reads, those who are wise will shine like the brightest of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And then Dan 12, 13, 10 verses later, it says, as for you, go your way until the end. You will rest. And then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. Don't forget to check out our Daniel podcasts on here. So fabulous and great information. And we'll try to definitely fill you with more. 
Bible stories and biblical things and um, just keep encouraging you in this walk in life. So thank you so much, warriors. You stay fierce, you.